Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Coming up on TMS, to catch a petabyte. Need output. Waspception. My husband comes from donut people. It all made sense in the dream. Everybody loves Morrissey. Mowing virtual lawns and pumping virtual gas. It's not my first Isuzu rodeo. Skeevily biting her neck. Bobby Frankenberger, Stein, and Hyman. <laughs> I, I, whatever. You added a Steinman and it's perfect. It's great. <laughs> Moo loo poo. Dark matter multiplies like rabbits. Never introduce anything to anything. Moo left the seat up. Therapy Thursday and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Lake Superior State University has released its list of the most overused cliches of the past year. Leading the list were the terms cyberspace and online. Got a moosh, got a moosh. Will you eat a damn mango? From Hell's Heart, I podcast at thee. This is the morning stream. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to TMS. It's uh, September 16th, 2021. I'm Scott Johnson, and he's Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian. Hi, Scott. How are you? Was that Van doing that uh, eat a damn mango? No, no. He's he's not okay. nearly verbose enough he's not, yet. not doing that kind of thing yet. No, okay. Give him a year or so and he'll, he'll be yapping yeah. like that. That was just some girl I found who cannot... She thinks that's how the song goes, is eat that's, a damn mango. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty great. You know, you want your kids to have great. it wrong. Yes. Yeah. It's better to have it wrong than right, I always say. Well, Fandango is no longer a, a viable app. No. <laughs> No, although I don't know if it is or not. I shouldn't I say that. Uh, uh, what's her name works there? Uh, Tom's wife, Eileen, works at Fandango, so I think there's. Oh, does she? Yeah, okay, I think they're still rocking it. They own like Rotten Tomatoes and. Yeah, that's oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Yes, so there's still a concern. They're still know. around. Yeah, yeah. Let's see here. Movie tickets and times. You can still buy your tickets yep. there. Fandango go or FandangoNow.com. All right. Well. There we little, go. Little See, I buy my know. stuff directly through the AMC app now because uh, because that's the way I do it. Right. So I haven't used Fandango in a long time. Right. Right. Why would you if you've got the deal? You got the membership. Right. Are you going to see that? Uh, you going to see that uh, Cry Macho in theaters or on HBO? What are you going to do? There? That's that's one we're just going to watch on HBO. Yeah, me that's too. one that I don't feel like needs the full full theater experience. I wonder plus, if... Yeah. Plus, I want a woman to stand up at the end of it and go, all right, well, I hope you enjoyed that movie, and I, you know, uh, really know my my stuff about westerns, so if you want to talk to me about westerns and cactuses and, and tumbleweeds, uh, see me after the after the movie, yeah. after the credits. Yeah. 
I want to. I want to hear. Actually, one of the advantages of seeing it at home is we won't see all the strings and sticks that are holding up uh, Clint Eastwood at this point. <laughs> yeah. What is there a scene where he talks to a chair? I, I'm I'm only watching if there's a scene where he talks to a chair. I hope so. I hope that chair is armed and has a cowboy hat on and <laughs> is accused of cheating in a poker game. That would be pretty cool. Yes. I have no. Great. I actually have zero uh, zero expectation and or knowledge of what is in Crime Macho. No. But, it, I yeah. didn't know about it until we were walking into Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi, mm-hmm. sorry, Shang-Chi, and uh, saw the movie poster, uh, said, what? There's yeah. a new Clint Eastwood thing? Yeah, what? and, he, and he, not only is he in it, he directed it, and uh, this might, I mean, I, I could be wrong, he's in his 90s, but I just have a feeling at 91 or 2, whatever he is, uh, this could be it, you know? <laughs> like I'm not saying it's it for sure, but it feels like it could be. Well, if we're talking about him on TMS, that's a, that's usually a bellwether. Oh, right that's, there, that's so. a good point. That's a good point. Um, I really like, uh, you know, I could watch uh, Unforgiven a million times over. I just sure, love that movie. Sure. Love it, love it, love it. So I I'm need to go in. back. I think I've only seen the first of the the Man with No Name oh, trilogy. You know, yeah. the uh, Fistful of Dollars and Few Dollars More and. Oh no! Was it a good, bad, and the ugly? Good, bad, and the ugly. That's what was it was. Good, bad, and the ugly first. was the first one. Then fistful yeah. of dollars. Then a few dollars more. Yeah, they're all good. I like them all. Yeah. So uh, if and we need to do some more dirty, hairy movies on uh, film sack too. Yeah. Yeah. And get well, well, did we do those monkey movies? What were those called? Every which way. Oh, the every which way, and any any which way you can, and yeah, we did you, one of them. It, I remember Right Turn Clyde being a thing. I remember Brian Dunaway talking about that. Uh, we must have. Yeah, I think we did the first one. Yeah, we must have. But clearly we were not interested in doing the second. <laughs> no. <laughs> For whatever reason, that's where it stopped. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, Clint Eastwood, um, here's a new movie. Let's all check it out, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I got to tell you. Okay. So I like to report my dreams here on the uh, on the morning stream. and I love it. And you get your, do you have your box handy? No, it's over there somewhere. But it's not going to okay. count anyway because this was like super violent and probably oh. in a different category. So. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So in the dream, uh, it was all going well in the dream because we had set up. A, this is so weird now because at, at the time, you know, like dreams are, they seem normal while you're in them, but then you get sure, out and you're like everything's crazy. But we were setting up a sting operation to uh, apprehend in the act Roxanne. of Roxanne. <laughs> no, we were trying to apprehend Roxanne. We were trying to get Roxanne. She didn't. She didn't have to turn on that red light. We wanted to get her in. <laughs> um, just kidding. So she, she, uh, she. <laughs> I was having this dream where we were trying to catch this predator guy, and okay. he was this awful dude. In the dream, this made sense, okay, but I'll tell you now, and it'll sound stupid. But what he would do, he he was like, um, he looked like Gabe Newell, kind of. Do you know who I'm talking about? The the founder of of, uh, of Steam and or not Steam Valve. Yeah, but I have no idea what the guy looks like. I'm pulling up a picture right now. Get up a good recent picture of Dave, Gabe uh, Gabe Newell with his beard and his long hair and everything. Okay. All right, um, kind of looks like Michael Moore or uh... kind of, but bigger, just a big, wide, you know, wide load looking guy with a oh, ton yeah. of hair and, and facial hair and stuff, yep. um, glasses and all that. And uh, he looked just like Gabe Newell. But the hair was like was red, like for whatever reason, kind of brown red. Um, but otherwise, very Gabe Newell looking, and about his size and everything. And what he was do, what his scam was, is he would show up to uh, a place with a box, like a shoebox looking box, and mm-hmm. he would sit down with some lady. Uh, and I don't know what they were in the dream. It made sense they were like working places, but outside of the dream, I couldn't tell you what they were doing. It was just some place. And he was in there, 
And what he would do is he would ingratiate himself to these women and then he would open the box and in the box was like an old Britannica uh, one of the encyclopedias for one of the letters. Okay. <laughs> this seemed so made sense in the dream. Outside of the dreams, total psycho. He pulls, sure, out, sure. pulls out these books and he would leaf through them and be really knowledgeable about them. And he was just like gaining their trust with his knowledge of these single issue uh, Britannica encyclopedia books. Yeah. And he would do one and then another and he would be, you know, talking his thing or whatever. And then somehow it was at this stage he would assault, attack, uh, and otherwise kidnap sometimes or, uh, you know, uh, be horrible to these to these women. That was, oh God, his, okay. that was his whole thing. And... We, our job was to set up a sting operation where we were going to catch him. Mm-hmm. And so somehow I'm in charge of this, and I don't know why, but in the dream, it made, again, it made sense. Um, and nobody else looks familiar to me in the dream except for this Gabe Newell-looking dude. And no offense, to, this is not... I, I like Gabe Newell. This is nothing about... <laughs> it's right. not that. But uh, anyway, <laughs> so in the, in the dream, uh, we set up this sting... And I was hiding somewhere in a closet or something behind him in one of these offices. And he had sat down with his box and opened the lid. And out comes the Britannica. And he's talking about it with the lady. And the lady gets up to go get something out of a um, filing cabinet. Turns mm-hmm. her back. And he launches at her. And like just gets all skeevy and gets behind her and starts biting on her neck or something. Oh, God. Okay. And I went, go, 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 or something. <laughs> And so, back, Gabe Newell. <laughs> so I jump out of the thing and I tackle him. We and it ends up taking us outside of this door of this office into what I can only describe as almost like a like a prison yard. It's weird. Okay. Just outside of this door is a prison yard, and we're rolling around in this prison yard, fighting. And I'm trying to I'm trying to subdue him. And at one point, I'm laying kind of um, on my side struggling with him and I start kicking him as hard as I can with my left leg hard as I can and in the dream it was an intense bunch of kicks and then oh, no. about four or five kicks into it I hear this long voice long story short <laughs> oh no I'm not, I'm not gonna I'll let, you, I'll let you finish four or five kicks into this dream or into this uh, fight I hear this voice ethereal voice from somewhere beyond that says ow ow Scott ow ow why are you doing that ow I hear that and it's in the dream. St- I'm still in the dream, but I hear the voice like, you know, freaking um, it's like uh, Ed Harris in uh, uh, what's his name? That was the, the, his life. Oh, yeah. Truman Show. Truman yes. Show. is like Ed Harris finally revealing <laughs> he's up there. And I'm like, what right. the heck? But I'm still kicking. And then she goes, ah, I hear this voice. go, ah, It hurts. It hurts. Slowly. Finally, the world fades out. Dude oh, fades yeah. away. We're not in the prison yard. I'm in bed laying on my side kicking the living crap out of my wife like so hard and i could feel how hard because my shin still hurts where i was kicking her really i mean you were kicking so hard you hurt yourself i hurt myself and her and i felt so (laughs) bad it's like two o'clock three o'clock in the morning and i'm like oh honey i'm so sorry it was a dream i didn't know she goes i know you've done this before i'm like this bad she's like no this is probably the worst one um but it made me realize like I don't want to. I don't want to have one night wake up. Like I've got a yeah. relative. I, I won't use names or tell you which you know how close the relative is. But I had a relative mm-hmm. who, in the middle of the night, um, woke up in the morning with her husband strangling her. Oh God! Okay, and was like, gah, gah, and then you know yelled and pushed, and he woke up and like jumped back and couldn't believe what he was doing. All part of his dream. It's never happened since. 
and it never happened yeah. before that, but it, it was the one time. And it scared them so bad. It scared him so bad that he's just paranoid about it now, right? Like, I'm he never sure, wants to I do would that be again. too, right? Because it's like out of control. You know what the hell? Yeah. Um, so, I was going to say. Long story short, Kim and I now have separate beds. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone full Ricky and uh, Lucy because we just can't yeah. uh, manage it. I mean, honestly, is that why fifty sitcoms had the separate beds? Is were, were there moments? I don't of, think uh, it was because Dick da- Dick Van Dyke was kicking uh, Mary Tyler Moore, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I uh, I don't know what the deal was, but I just I'm I don't have a way to to, to uh, the physicality is usually not part of my dreams. Usually, it's just the stuff I observe. And in this one, it got really physical, and I felt so. I'm gonna bad. order Kim a uh, a body pillow that <laughs> she can just put between you as like a barrier. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. I felt really bad. But uh, wow. anyway, I'm gonna try not to do that ever again. I didn't eat. I mean, we had Mexican yesterday. Maybe maybe a little. Maybe a little too much Mexican, maybe I don't know. Uh, <laughs> food and uh, sometimes you know if I'm if I eat a heavy meal uh, that night, I have crazy dreams. That's that's not unheard of around here. So maybe that was it. I'm gonna I'm try to uh, temper that. But yeah, man, whew, what a mm-hmm. what a what a bummer. Don't kick your wife is what I'm saying. Is no awesome. kidding. Yeah, I don't know what you do. Maybe uh, one of these weeks we have Wendy on. We need her to. Uh, do a little analysis. I mean, I know she doesn't do dream translation, right? Uh, or at least I don't think she does. Yeah. But um, you know, there may be something. I don't know, man. Because uh, yeah, what would cause you want to uncover something like that? Yeah. You want to like yeah. figure out the reason that that? No kidding. You know, Even if Kim's like not, that. I mean, Kim's certain. I don't think she's the subject of it. But why would yeah. I? I feel like I jump the plane from here's a brain thing you do at night to here is you kicking the right. crap out of somebody. Right. I, just I mean, obviously happens. stuff that you think about during the day comes through in your dreams and, and the encyclopedias easily could have been uh, short circuit. You know, when we were watching a short circuit a couple of weeks ago and, mm-hmm. and number five was going through with encyclopedias and stuff. Yeah. That's the most recent thing I can think of, but uh, Oh, now that you um, say that, I guess that is the last time I had any contact with any encyclopedia for decades. Right, right. So, yeah. so, so you're thinking is like, well, that, that okay. So that thought hung around. It's like in a little room, and right? It got it's, it's hanging out there. Night. Gabe Newell, some re- some reason you were thinking about that. You maybe uh, stumbled on an episode of To Catch a Predator uh, as you were searching for something else to watch on Netflix. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've been watching uh, The Wire. Some pretty dark stuff going on in there. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, oh, and The Wire would be sting operations and oh yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Yep. And a sting operation going bad is like the whole essence of the t- back end of season one, which is what yeah, I just Yeah, maybe it's time to stop binge-watching Wire and go back to uh, Everybody <laughs> Loves Raymond or something. So Kim will be woken up by you going, Oh, 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 oh honey. Oh, 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 everybody loves me. Oh, oh. oh my brother's a jerk. Oh. I can't do that's the one. That's the one that I just can't do. Is Ray Romano? What are you doing, Ray? Sounds like yeah. sounds like uh, Kermit the Frog or something. <laughs> 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 Morrissey. It's Morrissey. Everybody loves Morrissey. I would watch that sitcom right now. 
All right, we're going to add Bobby to this call. We're going to do some science this morning. Yeah. None of this discussion will uh, dress my dreams. The science of dreams. Yeah, why not? So why probably not. not. Here it is. I think science. I'll make you go poo-poo. Hey, look who it is. It's Bobby Frankenstein Burger Hyman. And, Ooh, uh, lab, coat day, lab coat day. Whoa, it doesn't look oh, like no, a lab it's just coat. A, it's just a white shirt. Just, Darn it. Oh, man. I wish I had a lab coat. I don't have one. If you get really? one, would you wear it here? To talk to us? Uh, yes. Fourteen ninety nine. Spirit Halloween. It's in the old Circuit City uh, oh, location by your house. Man, that's hilarious. You just said that because I, when I took my mom to lunch, I was out in Orem, and sure enough, there is a old Circuit City that is now a Halloween store. <laughs> right there. And they do it every yeah. year at that same location. And the rest of the year, it's nothing. I don't even know why it's not yeah, like a Christmas store toward uh, you know the Christmas holiday, but it's it's nothing all year. Spirit then, Halloween is the cuckoo bird of, um, of retail. It just moves in on 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 nests when the uh, when the owners of the nest fly away. It's so odd to me, but hey, we get what we get. Uh, speaking of getting what we get, Bobby's here. We're going to talk some science uh, with Bobby today. Bobby sent over this link about a really interesting thing that I kind of want to escape to, but it doesn't sound like I get to do that. So, Bobby, do you want to explain what uh, what not discovery here, but what a bunch of scientists did so that we can enjoy an alternate reality, perhaps? I'm not sure that it's uh, they're trying to get us to enjoy anything but understand <laughs> the universe better, I guess. But, um, yeah, some researchers have managed to create the most detailed computer simulation of the universe to date. And not only that, but it fits on... Uh, a hard drive that you could have in your home, in your pocket, really, but it's an wow. expensive hard. It's a hundred terabytes. Let's put it that way. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. it's bigger so, than my Western Digital uh, my buck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, it's a big hard drive, so it's not like all the headlines have been saying you can fit it in your pocket. I don't know if that's true, but <laughs> yeah. right. Um, right. But it is uh, not an unheard of amount of, like, not a crazy amount of space. You know what I mean? Sure, like, sure. It's a, they've it's created a, a virtual space. I mean, all this talk about met, um, what, metaverse and, you know, Facebook wants to be the first one to establish a metaverse and game game developers are all working on metaverse ideas and yeah. concepts and people think mm-hmm. Roblox itself is <clears throat> a kind of metaverse and it kind of is. Uh, this feels like this is in that in that vein, you know, down that direction of like, uh, you know, science, science wants to study it and say, all right, well now we have this virtual universe where we can learn a lot about our actual universe because we can do all this stuff in there and do it safely. And also, you know, in a way that we could never do in the larger scheme. Um, so here's our model to play with, but I feel like this helps pave the road to whatever your definition of metaverse might be, you know, the eventual sort of, yeah. We figure out how to escape into a whole new layer of, of reality and, and, and you know, spend way too much time there. Well, how do we probably, know we're not on somebody's hard drive? In a yeah, we don't even know. Yeah. We don't even know. We don't Elon, know. Elon Musk says that we're all part of a game simulation. And last night, I was playing a game called Gas Station Simulator. <laughs> yes, that's right. You heard me right. It's a gas oh, station simulator. Taking a simulator. break from mowing virtual lawns yep. to yep. pump virtual gas. That's right. And uh, you, over, <laughs> you take over this this old abandoned uh, desert gas station out in the middle of nowhere. <clears throat> you can see what is probably supposed to be Vegas way off in the distance. And uh, people come and they fill up and you sell them gas and you clean your place up and make it better and paint it and do all these things. Anyway... Um, in there, uh, the guy that brings your gas when you have to order uh, a delivery of, of gas to come and be in that giant tank, 
it that dude is the spitting image of Elon Musk. Like straight up, I'm not <laughs> really? kidding you. It looks like freaking Elon Musk in every possible way. So maybe, just maybe, we're in that simulation right now that oh, he keeps maybe. talking about. Yeah. Mm. When are they? When are they going to take all these? simulator type games and just like somehow hook them together where you could be running your your gas station simulation yeah. i can be on my my long haul trucking simulation yeah mm -hmm. you know because they've got those mm -hmm. simulators too i forgot what they're right. called but People you know mining space rocks uh, on space yeah, the same virtual up, world yeah pull up to your gas station you can fill up my truck and then i can go on and or you know i need to get my lawnmower filled up or something they need to hook all these together somehow get on the on the horn with the uh, second life folks and maybe we can uh, make a third life that is you know you can simulate all these all these uh, great jobs yeah. that people really yeah. want <laughs> why the heck not well anyway so yeah. this isn't this obviously uh so what no, are they no. what are they trying to actually accomplish here with this so yeah we're a far far stretch away from like simulating things like we were talking about because the simulation that they've put together is it is quite detailed in the large scheme of things it's um like i said it's the most detailed simulation of the universe to date it's 2.1 trillion quote-unquote particles mm. um now i put those in quotes because they're not really particles we're not talking about like atoms and molecules floating around in space that make up clouds of galaxies and nebula and everything like that. We're not talking about that. The particles we're talking about are like the size of galaxies, right? Like yeah. <laughs> like we're simulating a ma a giant mass of a galaxy and how it interacts with other galaxies um, in terms of gravity. And over the course covering 9.6 billion light years of space across... Um, and the goal here is that they're trying to understand the behavior of dark matter in the universe. Oh, okay. Because um, because the dark matter, you know, it's called dark matter because we can't observe it. We can't see it. Yeah. So the only way we know to understand how it interacts with, because it also doesn't really interact with other matter, what we call baryonic matter. Um, which is like, you know, just everything you can touch is baryonic matter. And dark matter doesn't really interact with it. Yeah. Uh, so how do we know anything about it and how do we learn anything about it? And it's basically through gravitational interactions. So we have to simulate very large-scale masses in the universe and look at how they interact with each other, how they move around each other over long, long periods of time. And... It's very hard to to look at how galaxies move around each other over the space of millions or billions of years when, you know, we've only been observing them for uh, generously hundreds. hundreds of years. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> um, so so you have to build a simulation to see how this works. We We plug in all the math of everything we know about how the universe works and what we know about everything, and we try to simulate... Uh, what we have, and they've done that. So not only is it 9.6 billion light years across this simulation, but it's uh, modeling the evolution of the universe over the over 13 billion years. Oh my gosh! Um, wow. So very big. That's big. Very big simulation. Yeah, that's way bigger than I. I mean, that's that. This is obviously a lot bigger than than uh, than people kind of realize. I mean, 3,000 terabytes is also. 
a lot. That's a lot of data, you guys. A mm-hmm. lot. Like I don't even need. I don't even. Our friend Joey Image doesn't have enough hard drives to be three thousand terabytes, <laughs> and he's got a right, lot. Right? Yeah, drives. you mentioned three thousand terabytes because I said it would fit into a hundred terabytes, but that's because they figured out how uh, a way to compress it down to a hundred terabytes. But it's actually three thousand terabytes. Or for those of you who love giant like words, like like gazillions and stuff like that that's a petabyte yeah um three three petabytes, three petabytes of, data. of data jeez um, um about three million three million gigabytes, gigabytes. Of- yeah oh my gosh <laughs> that's a lot that's a whole lot you can get so according to this article you can get an x exa drive from nimbus uh which is a hundred terabyte solid state drive in a 3.5 inch form factor it will set you back a mere forty thousand dollars american yeah so, no big deal yeah easy peasy <laughs> Get that, get we that got that line around. Yeah, why not? Uh, well, very cool. So how soon do we start hearing anything about this? Other than it seems cool and all great. They've made it and you can buy this drive and put it on there if you want it or whatever. But at the end of the day, like when do we see results and or, or do we even know that? They're probably <laughs> When they, are we going to learn what happens in uh, 30 billion years uh, yeah. <laughs> in the future? Yeah. That's that's hard to say. There 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 are lots of people all over the world doing math with this right now. One of the cool things about this simulation is that the data that is available, all these hundred terabytes of data that you if you actually it's available to download. You can go and download it and run your own um, calculations and simulations with it. And it, it, anybody can do it. Like you and I can do it. It's at um if you want to. If anybody's listening who wants to go and see how that's done. Um, it's at skiesanduniverses.org if you go there and um, you can you can download the data they show you they give you all the instructions on how to get onto their server how you need to run the data and look at the simulations and everything but what's going to happen from that who knows probably we're going to already very soon start seeing like interesting results that people find that come that that come out like especially about dark matter and and where it is and you know filaments of it that run between galaxies and and how it influences the formation of galaxies and everything now will that make big headlines that that you see maybe maybe not it yeah. it depends on how like exciting um and interesting the news is but but i i bet you we start seeing uh results pretty soon because this is this is dark matter and how it influences things in the universe is like one of the cutting edges, one of the front lines of of astrophysics right now. Right now, will you so be able to? Everyone's excited to know. Do you know if you can zoom around in this free camera style or any of that? Like, how are they viewing this? Because it's hard to tell. Um, they don't really describe it, and the yeah. images they're showing are kind of these flat two D. You yeah, know, Tron. There's stuff from Tron. Kind of Tron-y. Yeah. I haven't I haven't gone and downloaded it all yet, so I don't know what the interface is like. Um so it's very likely that that it's just the data and you can just do calculations on the data and, and you have to have some other software to load those calculations into or all that data into in in order to look at that. So but I haven't dug real dug real deep. I want to um, but I just haven't yet. Yeah, I'm super curious about that because if it's mm-hmm. something that they may be able to t- say, "All right, you can download it uh, in modules." Here's the Milky Way only, and that's only a gigabyte. So put that on your drive and mess around. They in here. do have smaller versions of the simulation, so I wonder. Um, I wonder where that's centered on. 9.6 billion light years across is is only like 
10% of the visible universe. The visible universe is like 93, I think, billion light years across. Yeah. Um, so, so the smaller simulations are probably covering smaller spaces. There's actually one simulation that's a little bit bigger. I don't know about a little bit bigger. It might be everything. Sure. Um, but uh, that didn't make the headlines because it can't fit onto a, a, a hundred terabyte hard drive. <laughs> well, interesting. I'm I'm super curious about this. I'm going to keep my eyes open yeah. on it and uh, see what. It's comes all very out of it. complicated. Like this has to be simulated because there's no way for us to really understand it any better than using computer simulations. Believe it or not, just being able to understand how three objects in one star system interact with each other like the sun, like the sun the earth and the moon yeah. how those interact with each other that's already incredibly complicated there's this problem in physics called the the n body problem mm. which just is like if you have I'm n having number that now. of that's a problem i'm things. having these days like right now i'm having yeah. the n body problem but anyway continue <laughs> If you have any number of objects in space that have mass and, and gravitationally interact with each other, how do you model at some arbitrary time in the future what's going to happen between them? It's very difficult to predict with just math and pen and paper. Two objects in space, it's easy. Uh, we figured that out a long time ago. Three, it's a lot harder but possible. But any, anything beyond that, you really need a computer to run those calculations for you because it's incredibly computationally difficult. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's cool stuff. And as always, Bobby bringing the cool stuff, man, on a platter. Woo! Right here for us, and it fits nicely. Uh, Served right up. That's right. Hot and fresh and ready to go. Uh, Bobby, tell people uh, what you're doing this week on All Around Science so they can uh, check it out and listen. Well, just this past Monday or Tuesday, it was two days ago, we recorded a live episode, uh, which which will be released this coming Monday. We recorded a live episode for our 55th episode. Now, that sounds like a funny number, but it's because we don't celebrate normal podcasting milestones. Right? What? Not on the hundreds and two hundreds? And no. Weird. You know, if you're going to arbitrarily pick numbers to celebrate that are just based on how many zeros are behind the, the number. <laughs> we figure, let's be more interesting with that, and we we celebrate every episode that falls on the Fibonacci sequence of numbers. Oh, uh, look at you. Wow. So um, number 55 was what we just did, and that happens to also be close to a year of episodes. So we thought, let's do something special. We don't ever record live, so we recorded live, and we took phone calls, um, and answered some questions. I know we had uh, we had several people from the Tadpool who were watching live, and we took one question from you may know uh, a Kyle from Wisconsin, who's uh, you've heard from before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, he called in and asked us a question, um, and uh, but that was a good episode. We we talked about um, a lot of different things, uh, and a, a cute little kid called and asked about tadpoles and frogs. Oh, so. that is cute. You're a uh- I hear the Fibonacci sequence came when Fibonacci was watching uh, Rabbit's Mate or or calculating um, is that Rabbit's true? Mating. I didn't know that. Yes, that is true. That is true. <laughs> I was yeah. um, thinking about how animals in the wild multiply, um, and and uh, it turns out that yeah, when if a pure sort of one to one, it's calculation of how how rabbits multiply kind of generally falls this Fibonacci sequence in a in like a theoretical sense sure. right? like if right. you have but uh but yeah that's true is that a bunch of hokey though that rabbits are the most like 
uh, reproducible animal Re- on the planet. Prolific reproducers. Yeah. It's always been the big joke in cartoons and everything. It's like, oh, rabbits. Yeah. They're just going to do it like rabbits. I think that's just do it like rabbits we... or multiply like rabbits yeah, is the yeah, phrase. Yeah. 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 I think it's because we keep them as pets and so it su- maybe surprises us at when it happens. <laughs> yeah, that feels like but, one um, of those. Like we'd find out later that there's like a hundred and other, you know, 150 other yeah. species that, that mate more often. I'm sure often. there's like single-celled organisms that reproduce yeah. faster yeah. than yeah. rabbits or something. Yeah. COVID reproduces pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah, we have yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> Put cute bunny ears on one of those. See how that goes Exactly. For yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Bobby, is always a pleasure having you here, and yeah. we look forward to doing it again next week. Have a great one. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye now. Bye now. Bye now. Bye. Off he goes. And now, a visit to the news desk. In the news is sponsored by... You'll find quality in our corner. Yes, you will. And it's the news, and it's brought to you by... Open a window. Holy cow. Uh, Brought to you by Coverville. Today on the show, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, we're going to be celebrating the birthdays of Florence Welch of Florence and the Machine. She's turning 35. And the Queen Bee, Beyonce, turning 40, um, is is, is also who we're going to be celebrating. And one of them does a cover of the other's song. So there's going to be a little little tendril connecting the two uh, parts of the show today. Uh, That's going to be 1 p.m. Mountain Time, coverville.tv or twitch.tv slash coverville. Very nice. Make sure you check that out. Um, I'll probably be playing... uh, uh, death loop while uh, you know, sets of music are going. Sure, are they <laughs> yeah. friends still? All the all the Destiny's children are they? I don't know. There was some animosity between <laughs> Michelle and uh, Beyonce for a while. My uh, guess is that they are. They're not all getting together for uh, at the coffee bean for uh, lattes. That's unfortunate. But, uh, that bums yeah. me out. I always like when. I don't know. I like, like, yeah, I, you I, like I, hearing when the Spice Girls get together and and do yeah. you know like are hanging out outside of the thing. I feel like most bands just don't do it. Rolling Stones aside, they mm-hmm. all just sort of. And I'm not sure the Rolling Stones like each other all that much. I feel like they just you know that's just I the don't machine know. I mean, you play with you play together for <laughs> as long as you do. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like Sting, definitely not hanging out with Stuart Copeland or Andy Summers. There's you know. some. There's a, a rift there. Yeah, they don't. They don't get into his, his tantric uh, lovemaking. <laughs> they don't. What, There's he, no three hour hanging out with Andy Summers for uh, for Sting. Sting's in something I saw yesterday. A commercial for on something. Um, oh, he's in that new Steve Martin, Martin Short. Uh, oh, Celine's. really? Only murders in the building. Yeah, saw Sting in there. One of the ads. Cool. And, uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's coming up on our list. We just finished. Well, I almost don't want to say. I'm not going to say because I'm using it for uh, recommendals. But um, TV show, movie, TV, TV series on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Heavy, heavy stuff recommended uh, to us by Stephen Schleicher. And um, mm. man, man, it was heavy. 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 I like heavy. I can do heavy. Yeah. All right. Sidian. <laughs> Selena Gomez's voice does not match with her body. What does that mean? <laughs> What should it be? I don't know. That's a weird thing to say. Well, I mean, she, I can understand she, looks she was like, like she's fourteen, so she should have a fourteen-year-old voice. But she has a very, she has a much lower that's register. True. She voice. has a lower register, and she's also she sounds very mature. So yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but like yeah. you know, it's not like she's walking around. Going, I get, it. I think I get it. But I'm <laughs> Selena very... Gomez. It's not like that. <laughs> if it was like that, we'd all be weirded out. Yeah. Uh, all right. Here's your first story: Butterflies released in Finland contained parasitic wasps. With more wasps inside. 
Oh, no. Ah! This sounds like a terrible story. One, wow, uh, I'll be careful. Parasitic wasps with more wasps inside. Yeah. 20% more wasps inside. Yeah, you want more wasps. I got I got good we'll news for you. for more wasps. Uh, <laughs> when caterpillars of a beautiful butterfly are introduced onto the tiny island of Satunga in the island archipelago, uh, scientists hope to study how the emerging butterflies would disperse across the landscape. This is always dangerous. Don't introduce anything to anything. Let right, nature do exactly. it. Exactly. Whenever we do this, we f up. We go. Oh, we're bringing these birds over to America. Yeah, you mess up the whole, yeah. the whole infrastructure, the whole ecosystem of yeah. a place. Now you're over here. Look oh, at kudzu. Yeah. Have you not learned anything from the kudzu? <laughs> That's right. They come over here. They eat all our trees, and then you're like, well, now we got to bring those snakes in. They eat those birds. They eat the trees. Oh no! Now the snakes right. eat babies. Well, now we got to find a thing that'll eat the <laughs> snakes. Like it's just too much, man. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it says here uh, the researchers did not realize their introduction of the Granville frility, frility, or the Metea synaxia. I don't know how to say these damn names. The fritillary, the Glanville fritillary. Fritillary. I don't like yeah. it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Uh, led to the emergence of three other species to the Baltic Sea Island, which sprang out of the butterfly like Russian dolls. Ugh. Oh uh, God. Yeah, I know. Ugh. Some some of the caterpillars contain a parasitic wasp, the Hyupster horticola. Mm, refreshing on a summer hot summer day, <laughs> a horticola. Uh, which Pain, <laughs> but drink. <laughs> this burst from the caterpillar it's before the real pain. It's the real pain. It bursts from the caterpillar before the uh, it can pupate and become a butterfly. So this happens before all that thing finishes up, and then living inside of some of these small wasps. Is an even tinier, rarer parasite called the hyperparastoid uh, wasp, known as the. I don't want to read that name. It kills the parastigmaticus. There you go. Stigmaticus. 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 That's when you got like. uh, Mesocorastigmaticus. You can't see very well. It's a. It's like when you have Jesus holes in your hands, right? Stigmaticus. (laughs) Stigmata, yeah. Uh, There you go. Pretty close. Oh, that's actually probably where, yeah, more than stigmatism. Yeah, stigmata. Yeah. I can't see very well. I have a stigma. Or I used to have it in my left eye. I don't have it anymore because the surgery got rid of it. Anyway, it kills the parasitic wasp around the same time as the wasp kills the caterpillar and emerges 10 days later from the carcass of the caterpillar. Jeez Louise. <laughs> uh, all along for the ride was a bacterium that's there as well called the female H. Horticola wasps and transmitted, uh, or I'm sorry, and transmitted to her offspring uh, by some unknown mechanism, Walbachia. Pippinitis, Pippintis, 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 increases the susceptibility of the parasitic wasp to be taken over by the tiny parasitic wasp, M. stigmaticus, which can only live on the H. horticola wasp. The bottom line is... This this concludes Scott's reading of (laughs) Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) They do all sound like Harry Potter spells. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Um, they, uh, they. The bottom line is they're just. Uh, it's like a bunch of I don't know Voltron wasps living in the yeah. butterfly. It's awful. This this whole thing sounds like uh, they should just get rid of the like burn, burn whatever stock they have of these wasps because. Yep. Yep. There is nothing good about these wasps. Nope. I can't imagine they're good for any ecosystem, even their own. <laughs> or burn the so burn the butterflies, I guess, and then they don't. St- then they yeah, won't do all yeah, the other things. So burn the butterflies. Like why there's are you even a, there's a, them there? There's a show title, by the way, right there. Burn yeah, the butterflies. Burn the butterflies. 
Uh, I don't know why they don't, uh, or, or why they stuck him there in the first place. They never get around to telling us that. Like they're just trying to see how they move around. But you, you this is bad. Don't do this. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless unless there's some crazy new reason, like all oh, these butterflies will cure cancer or something. Like I, I don't know, man. Seems like you picked the yeah. wrong pick the wrong horse oh yeah no we've got we have wasps that live inside butterflies and then we have wasps that come out of those wasps Mm -hmm. yeah and the butterflies themselves never live because their carcass has to hold the third kind of parasite that comes out of that good lord yeah no all everything everything you just described is bad yeah nothing's good except this next story okay scientists have learned uh boy it's a lot of science today uh they've learned that you can potty train a cow Almost better than you can potty train a human. <laughs> okay, all yeah. right. They're using something called Mulu. Uh, turns out cows can be potty trained as easily as to- toddlers, possibly easier. Uh, it's that no- was the name of my all uh, bovine streaming service. Now I've got to come up with a new name. Yeah, get on that. The Mulu, yeah. was that the one? Mulu. Yeah, yeah Mulu. Mulu can't, Plus. Can't use Mulu anymore. Yeah, I've got a Mulu Plus subscription. That gets me no, no ads. So that's that's right. nice. I like that. <laughs> Anyway, it turns out cows can be potty trained as easily as toddlers. It's no bull, says this article. Oh. oh, we need a sound clip that we can play every time someone does a shit thing like that in their. Oh, we totally do. Yeah. What would it be though? Um, let's think of it. A- should be. It should just be like, uh, like f- some film sack thing where somebody just says, "Just stop," <laughs> <laughs> or "Stop it," yeah. or "Don't." Something. I got something. I'm gonna find it. I think this okay. needs to All happen. Right. Uh, anyway, scientists put the task, er, sorry, put the task uh, to the test, and 11 out of 16 cows learned to use the mulu when they had to go. Just like some parents, the researchers used a sweet treat to coax the cows to push through the gate and urinate in a special pen, and it took 15 days to train the young calves. Some kids make it, uh, some kids, actual kids may take a little bit longer. The cows are at least as good as children, age two to four years old, uh, at least as quick, says senior study author Lindsay Matthews. Animal behavior scientists at New Zealand's University of Auckland who worked with colleagues on testing the indoor animal research lab in Germany. Uh, what started? So, yeah. can, can we really call it potty training? Really, what we're doing is we're teaching cows how to use a giant litter box. Yeah, kind of right. It's not the same yeah. as a toilet. No, it's like oh, then I've potty trained my cat. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. No, like yeah, they need to push a button and put a seat down. How about that, cows? Yeah. Who left the seat up? Mrr. That's what I mean. <laughs> exactly. The bidet's oh, broken. Ace of the Jungle. By the way, Ace of the Jungle might have it. Uh, we, whenever we come up with one of those bad jokes, it should be Mar- Marissa Meyer's laughter. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad. All right, That's hold on. I'm, I'm pulling one yeah, up. Still? Let me get one up here because it's worth ha- it's worth checking. All right, it's a horrible. <laughs> no, it's not her. Hold on. No. No. Gosh dang it! What? You'd think I'd... Oh, I know why. Okay, I know why. Here we go. No, that's not it. That's pretty good, though. That's not it either. No. Where is her laugh? Is this it? (laughs) Here it is. Her laugh is so good. It's so good. It's so amazing. She's not there anymore, right? She's done, I think. She's done, yeah. Yeah. I need to write her name on this clip. They laughed her ass right out of <laughs> Melissa Myers. Okay. I'll, we'll, 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 we'll ruminate on that. All right. Anyway, yep. so a bunch of cows can now uh, pee when they need to, is the point. 
Good. Yeah, in a special pen. In a special Great. pen. Uh, the, we, they'd call a toilet. I would call a litter box. Well done. Yeah, exactly. Uh, final note here. Uh, 40% of people t- uh, polled in a recent poll uh, would totally have sex with a robot, according to this study. Um, I think <laughs> okay. it is. I'll bet you that's closer to 65%. There's just going to be a bunch of people that would never admit it. But I think people, I think a lot of people would do it with a robot. I mean, the right robot. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about mm-hmm. like, you know. Yeah, no, it'd have to be the right robot. It would yeah. have to be uh, a fembot from Austin Powers. Right. Uh, the <laughs> uh, uh, the ex machina uh, yeah. robot. Yep. Uh, Don't say Johnny Five. Don't say Johnny Five. I'm not going to say okay. Johnny Five. Are okay. you kidding me? Woo. No. <laughs> no means Need no. Need output. Need output. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, um, you never know until you've tried it. Says this article. Uh, it says, uh, "Let me see." Um, let's see. Estimated. Okay, here we go. Emerging from the enterprise of chatbot Tido. Tido. Oh wait, what is this? Okay, twelve hundred. We don't care about that. Twelve hundred people. <laughs> Ordered, uh, or sorry, offered a fascinating view of the future, or more precisely, a fascinating view of other people's view in the future. Uh, 69% of college graduates worry that AI will take their jobs and make them irrelevant. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. I don't know why they're not getting to the point here. Uh, This article's weird. Uh, Hold on a second. And it's okay. Majority of these. Okay. Boy, I really, you know what, ZDNet, you need to to, to quit uh, taking so long to get to the meat here. It's like, when are you going to show me the alien? Um, yeah. All right. The, it's a bad article. The point is, in this study, that many people said they'd have sex with a robot. That's all. That's all there no. is to it. There's nothing to read there. Aaron Rodgers was doing it for a while. Who? who? Who's a who? <laughs> Aaron <laughs> Rodgers of the uh, the Green Bay Packers. He was with... Um... Oh, my God. No, I can't remember her name. From G4. Uh, oh. uh, <laughs> I get it. Yes. Uh, 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 dead Eye, what's her name? Uh, Olivia yes, Munn. Yes, yeah. Olivia Munn. Thank you, yes. She's a really... Be, ad- that would be a funny joke if I could actually remember uh, the name of his girlfriend. Sure. She's a very advanced AI uh, robot lady. She is. Yeah. They just they just uh, didn't, didn't uh, hook up the eyes to yeah. do anything. The eyes just uh, never change. No. Nope. Uh, no, Shailene Woodley is who he's with now. Oh, well, he gets around. Jeez. He does. And yeah. uh, he needs to stop it and start thinking about football again. Yeah. Because Get your head in the game. His mind's not on the game, damn yeah. it. Get your head in the game. Shake it off. Knock it out. Knock it off. Clear hearts. Can't lose. Whatever. All that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister Wendy will be here. And uh, for a good 30 minutes, we're going to talk about this email we got. So that's all coming up shortly. Stick around after this song presented by... Coverville Incorporated. Brian, what do you got? Yeah, this is one uh, I always love hearing from uh, Bob from the band uh, Papa Satch. He always reaches out whenever they've got a brand new CD, and uh, they do. They have a brand new CD called Echoes. Um, CD. They have a brand saying, new release. Are you saying he Papa, did put CD? Pop, Papa's got a brand new song. Is that what you're telling me? Papa's got a brand new bag. Mm, exactly. Great. Uh, this is the song "Sun to Shine." It's from the brand new release by Papa Satch called Echoes. Listen, if you um, if you want some good old 90s uh, kind of straightforward rock and roll like uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket, something that's, that was the first band that came to mind when I heard this. I'm like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Um, here is Papa Satch and the song Sun to Shine. Mm. 
time I want the sun to shine Turn down the path to where it never goes Follow dark dreams down the alleyway Chasing shadows back from long ago Every time you try to tell me so Turn my head away, didn't wanna know It was stronger than my need to know My naked heart, it scared me so An open page Crying out to me Don't be afraid Around each turn I take I still see you A light that calls me To push on through And every time you try to Tell me so Turn my head away Don't wanna so Feel what's stronger than My need to know My naked heart it scared me So those who told you I'm an open book Just read the cover, never took a look If you dig further, you just might find The true story that'll change your mind In this dream as you come In my soul I see you clearly Then you reappear Every time you try to tell me so Turn my head away, didn't wanna know Feel was stronger than I need to know A naked heart, it scared me so Every time you try to tell me so Today I'm going to be pranking my grandma with this fake turd. Three weeks. We can't wait three weeks. Three weeks. The Morning Stream. Computer, stop the flow of time. Welcome back to the program. Uh, that song again. That is Papa Satch and the song Sun to Shine from their brand new release, Echoes. Echoes. Echoes, 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 Echoes. Hey, somebody emailed me or sent me a, a message over Twitter yesterday, a DM, mm-hmm. informing me that Kid Leroy, the kid, uh, the, the rapper mm-hmm. dude I was talking about yesterday. He does that uh, song with Biebs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's not a white kid. He's indigenous. <laughs> oh. Uh, not. Crap! I, I don't have it so, in front of me. 
but there's but there's, there's Australian indigenous uh, something like that, and I'm and I'm, and it's good for me to see these things. Says, I don't know. I just see what uh-huh. I see. I just see a kid doing rap, and is, I go. Do we not? So uh, this I should know, but I don't. So Aboriginal is not um, uh, approved know. term anymore. I know we 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 don't even say Native Americans anymore, right? We call them Indigenous peoples. Well, here's what he said. Oh, okay, I found it. Uh. Kid Leroy. I want to make sure I get this stuff right. Yeah, I don't like it when I get it wrong. I try to get it right. You do your best, you know? You try and mm-hmm. you do, and you mm-hmm. do, and if you don't get it quite yep. right, well, you, whatever. The world's changing, Scott. It's constantly changing. We got to keep up with it. Oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, kid Leroy is, fir- is a First okay. Nations kid who is named, him, uh, named himself after his people, which is the Kamal Leroy. Uh, Aussie First Nations. Sorry, I need to make that um, more obvious, he says. Mm. So I don't know what that actually means, though. Is that the indigenous people that were there, like, you know, Aboriginal folks who lived there before? I don't I think know. So, yeah, that I don't know. So, Native Australian, is that the deal? I don't know. Someone can tell First me. First Nations, is. yeah. Okay. okay. Anyway, but I want to thank him. Uh, his name is Mirren on uh, chat or on uh, Twitter, and it was very nice of him to reach out. Oh, they, Captain Kipper says that First Nations is what they use in uh, Canada as well. Okay, First Nations. All right, cool. And we don't do that here. What do we say? Native Americans is what we say. We say indigenous people here. Oh, indigenous people. Because I think Native Americans is no longer. Right, right. Because they weren't um, Americans. <laughs> they were never like the first Americans. They yeah, were, right. They That's were, a good point. Yeah. Yeah. We exactly. came here and went, right. it's America. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good. Move out. We didn't Go. choose that name. You chose it. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> you didn't even ask us. Didn't even ask. Right. All right. right. Let's get windy in here. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Since we I saw, think we did a good job. I think we did. I think that without, without uh, embarrassing yeah, we, ourselves. Yeah, we didn't say anything too stupid. So yeah, yeah. Give, give me time. I'll have, I'll have something else yeah, well, to say. That's why it's good that we stopped. Yeah. <laughs> Stop while you can, while you're ahead. All right, let's do this. After a bit of a hiatus, my sister Wendy is back. Hi, Wendy. Hi, I'm back. Yeah, you're back. Welcome was, back. We're yeah. all back. Yeah, we're all back. Yeah, uh, Brian. Hey. Hey. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's true. You How were here. Ireland, Brian. It was very green. The people were all wonderful, and the uh, the roads are uh, horrible. <laughs> they're they're well maintained, but too skinny. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Kind of like I used to be. Yeah. Uh, last week I used to be well maintained and skinny. No yeah, longer. Yeah. Those days are gone for me as well. Um, I was uh, the last week. Wendy was uh, busy; couldn't be here. And uh, I don't know. You probably didn't want me to do this, but I blabbed as to why Wendy was helping a, um, a family who would, who was dealing with a death and had just uh, not immigrated here. They were they were they're uh, what's the word refugees? refugees. Yeah, they're refugees. Mm-hmm. And so Wendy was like full bore trying to get them help and deal with financial issues because you know a funeral in america turns out very holy freaking cow. expensive yeah holy cow yeah it's bad so imagine coming here refugee status you get here and one of your loved ones dies what are you gonna do <laughs> like well and here's the thing like the the county would help offset the cost yeah. but they had just gotten all of their um covid like child tax money and like so suddenly it looks like they had some money and these are people with like no money and suddenly for the first time they have money in the bank and the county's like oh well you have money so no and i'm like oh okay so that's that was the conundrum they they really do have assistance if you don't have any money but in this case it was like (laughs) it's the 
the tricky part of, you know, being poor in America. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but anyway, so Wendy was doing like a, a really nice thing last week. And, uh, yeah, and what were you doing? Uh, nothing at all. We did this show. <laughs> I did this show with my wife and we, we laughed and told jokes. It wasn't really helping anybody. Yeah, I don't think. probably had a pleasant afternoon. We, I have to say this. I'm, I met the funeral director and I... Okay, so when a funeral director walks into a room, what's your first expectation? Oh, geez. What would you say? That they're going to be uh, tall and skinny and look like the guy from Phantasm. (laughs) Oh, yeah, okay. That's the start. That's my first expectation. Tell me about the voice. What do you think they're going to sound like? I expect like, oh. (laughs) I expect those, those guys to go... We have a you know a very nice oak solution that is a little more price conscious. <laughs> exactly. I mean. Yeah. All right. So this guy walks in, and I mean louder and a loud like carnival scream across the room voice. I don't know what carnival. Hello. Means, but, yeah. Welcome to. <laughs> seriously, I seriously thought you need to be on Broadway, not directing a funeral home. He was probably five foot four or something. So funny and loud and just gregarious. He knew my name like immediately and said it 80 times and was like, I was like, I don't know what to do. Should we whisper? Like there is a funeral happening. Anyway, it was. That's funny. Yeah, that is awesome. It was kind of nice to have that opposite uh, experience. I would never expect that. I would always expect a quiet guy for sure. Yeah. Telling jokes. He's like, how are we going to save you guys some money today? Yeah. Wow. Where am I? (laughs) What's it going to take to put you into this nice oak number that I've got? (laughs) (laughs) So that was the highlight of that day. Well, don't feel bad i'm sure when there there are some inevitable deaths coming in our lives and uh when those happen it'll mostly be me and misha on the ground here so you'll we'll, yeah we'll, right we'll, like we'll i'm not gonna fly in for that no, so that's fine hell no well well you know we'll have you on the phone for how it's going but you won't have to deal with the hard part of it you'll just be you know saving people out there in the in refugee land so well done yeah yeah, yeah. uh let's get to it we got uh, an email here that we're going to deal with uh, of course if you're new to the show you may be like wait why is scott's sister here and why are you answering questions uh wendy is a licensed therapist she helps real people all the time with their actual problems and comes on thursdays and does therapy thursday where we help somebody with theirs and uh today why it's one of those days so let's get straight to it this is from somebody who would like to be known as m uh, and they said this at the top is very nice. As first off, I'd like to say thanks to all of you on the podcast, as well as uh, for the therapy segments. I found a ton of enjoyment and a lot of thought-provoking content around the therapy segments that you've done. So now to my problem. Uh, I've taken some of Wendy's advice regarding uh, the new wave of the pandemic that's affecting people uh, that have been doing the right thing the whole time, masking, social distancing, getting vaccinated, etc. Her advice was to focus on something else entirely, not the news or pandemic. I've always wanted to uh, start towards a business of professional baked goods, bread, pastries, etc. Over the past month or so, I've heavily uh, leaned into the practice, going as far as asking basically everyone I know to taste, give suggestions, give feedback to any or uh, or anything and everything that I'm doing. My wife commented in the beginning, well, it's about time you did this. Uh, And as of two days ago, she's already concerned about us having to be stuck at home all the time, especially on the weekends. Now, I would say... Uh, we're both in counseling separately for different reasons. Mine is more about controlling emotions, anger, and needing advice for help with parenthood. Hers is more around anxiety uh, that has come from being stuck uh, working at home, not seeing people in person for almost two years now. I feel like I need advice about this and what I'm supposed to do. This is a dream I've had 
for probably close to a decade. I love feeding uh, people, and I never have been more excited or ready to start a venture like this. The concerns she's having about being stuck at home uh, don't actually apply to her, and with me just starting out, or yeah, don't actually apply to her, and with me just starting out, I already feel like she is trying to throw roadblocks down. I don't think she's trying to stop me, but I do feel like she, uh, she is putting the cart before the horse a little bit. Or as our dad would say, putting the horse before the cart, which is the actual right way to do it. But he mm-hmm. never anyway, how do I talk to her about this so I'm not getting, uh, or sorry, so I'm not just pushing her feelings aside, but also getting my point across? I want to be a business owner and, and I want to make people happy with food. I also want a happy family and a family that can be proud of the work I'm doing. Uh, thanks for reading. And again, uh, love you all and the show so much. Cat and chicken porn. Bye. He says, God, that's uh, a really good, uh, really good, pro- well, really good problem, but a really well, you know, well presented problem. I agree. Um, totally get it. Yeah. yeah. And I, every email should end with cat and chicken porn. I agree. <laughs> cat Absolutely. and chicken porn. Yeah. Wendy's famous line, <laughs> cat and chicken porn. Um, so, oh. so I just wanted to say real quick at the top of this, this reminds me so, I don't know if she's in the chat room today and I, she hates when I talk about her when she's not here, but, um, Carter's Carter feels like this right now because she just graduated, just just got her degree, uh, ready to take on the world, ready to grab all these opportunities. And then each of those opportunities keep getting shut down for one reason or another, mostly pandemic related. Like, oh, they shut down whatever. So they're not even doing interviews there now. So we can't go to uh, that country to try to work at that place or or whatever. She's trying to do an international thing and all that. And it's just, you know, it just changed everything on her. And so she's got this moment of like, well, am I supposed to <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? So anyway, I just, for whatever reason, I, that, that part of this question resonates. Um, so Wendy, what do you want to do here? How do you want to, how do you want to tackle it? Yeah. Well, let's just start with this. Both of them are in therapy. Yay. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to probably offer a little advice on what to, what topic to take to your therapist about this. Mm. Um, which is just so handy. I'm just excited. <laughs> this is an option in this email. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. And that being, so you're both talking to your individual therapist about, you know, strain and stress of life and what's been going on. And just, you know, it sounds like this person also has emotions um, that he's trying to work through. Right. So anger, mm-hmm. sort of whatever's going on with maybe with some parenting things, Um it does sound like, you know, maybe hasn't had the job of his dreams and this is now the chance. Until he found to, this one, yeah. Yeah, it's a chance mm-hmm. to do this thing he's always wanted to do and it brings him joy and all this good stuff, right? Yeah. Um, okay, so so this is great because we have somebody that is dedicated for one solid hour with you to, to go through um, what is happening to you with how your wife is responding, okay? So this is what's... Um, important here is that everybody says words that come to their minds when they feel certain things. So if you feel threatened, I mean, think about it for a moment, both of you, where you have said something in defense, and then you've said something when you don't feel defensive at all. And it's like, maybe the same topic, or it's maybe even talking to the same person. Like it, it can be completely different, right? (laughs) You might you know, later go, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that. Or why would I, you know, I don't even feel that way or, you know, whatever it might be. So you really do have a different response often in these two situations, right? So when we feel defensive, humans have 
we have a different response. We have a different biochemistry happening at that moment when we are in defend mode versus when we are open and listening and curious, right? right. So when she says anything about his dream that isn't maybe straight up positive, like you're going to nail this and we're so excited for you, it might feel a little scary or a little threatening. Um, at this point, she's not, nothing here seems really harsh, right? Like, he he's she's basically where did it go what does she say exactly oh, um, um she, yeah just that she's concerned that um this is gonna keep us stuck at home all the time uh yeah. especially on weekends right because you'll be doing so, you know, your work because you'll be working on the business yeah as the business right so so what she's saying is hey you know this issue i'm in therapy for this two years of not seeing other people being stuck at home your dream is making me think that's what's going to have to happen more. And, mm-hmm. and so she's expressing that concern. Yeah. So like any two people talking, you know what you think and what you need and what you feel and what's going on in you and whatever the other person is doing can either feel in support of what you already think is going on with you or feel like an attack at something that's going on with you. Yeah. So he's going to be hearing things in this sort of maybe fragile beginning stage that mean you know would worry him like she's not going to support me Mm -hmm. and notice it gets pretty dramatic like um all i want to do is make people happy with food i just want a happy family and i want Mm -hmm. people proud of the work i'm doing that is a serious tall order yeah for the beginning of a business (laughs) right now doesn't mean those aren't true and that's not a really good big picture hope but if that is what you're going in 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 with that kind of, I need all of this from this so desperately, any criticism is going to feel harsh, right? Yeah. And we're not even at harsh criticism yet. So no one has said, you know what, that pastry, disgusting. Yes. <laughs> Nobody, right. None of it has been about the actual uh, bread and pastry work that he's doing. Work. No. Yeah. yeah. And and there's not something else special going on here that I just, everyone needs to acknowledge is a husband and wife mm-hmm. or any kind of partnership, long-term committed you know, you're doing this life together or it's platonic and your roommates, whatever. But when you are doing something and one of you has a big idea, this is why I think there's never a Hollywood marriage that ever works, <laughs> right? Like big growing, I'm going to change. I'm doing something totally different. That is really difficult to have the other partner be at the same pace and at the same place. Yeah. And so people, this always, is people always just assume that those divorces come because they're, you know, bad people or, 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 you know, yeah. just a, a self-serving, whatever, whatever is, but I think it's probably cl- way closer to what you're saying or way more often what you're saying, which is just that you're just both going at like 10 speed or one of you can only go at one speed and the other one has to go at 10 speed can for what they do yeah. for their living. And, and now you're just so far apart. You barely see each other. Like why are you even married? Like, I think that's 90% of why those people don't stay together. Totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. And the ones that seem to work, and I know this is very, like, I don't even follow celebrities, so I shouldn't even be talking, but <laughs> I do think, yeah. yeah, from just very guessy work is that it's like a not famous person who just like really is grounded in their own life and what they do, who then is with a famous person feels like mm-hmm. those ones work because they're not trying to be on stage. Yeah. <laughs> they're not fighting for any microphones, you yeah, know? Right, yeah. And I, and, and that's just maybe oversimplifying that, you know, having two very different goals and both getting what you need out of those. Oh, that could work. But when it's 
time, attention, energy being drawn from the other, even if it's not that we both want the microphone or we both want to be bakers, it's that it might feel like you're going to lose to this new endeavor or growth. So often when, and I've mentioned this on the show before, but when I work with individuals who are coupled, I always say, all right, so here is the risk of therapy is that you start changing and growing and seeing things differently. And your partner isn't at home, not changing and growing. And often that can cause a lot of strain. So there really needs to be consent and awareness and maybe that person gets therapy or we do couples work instead, you know, because it really is a risk to to pull that that couple apart. So in this case, they're both doing individual therapy and maybe they get to talk about some of these things and it's helping. But maybe one thing they can both bring to to their therapist is just how do I deal with my feelings mm-hmm. about how my partner is responding to this new endeavor? Right. Mm-hmm. And and also, how do I understand her. In this case, this is the guy emailing. How does he understand where she is coming from? Mm-hmm. And now, so, so, so this is, let's just take the very specific words he used of, I want everyone to be proud of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so if that is the underlying need in your conversations with her, when she has any complaint about anything, we're going to be in trouble. Yeah. So it's, really looking inward and figuring out why do I need everyone to be so proud of me? So I can't just love bread and make people happy Mm -hmm. eating it. Right. Um, You've got to have some, some external validation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now it's complicated. So that's a thing to untangle. Disembowel is not the right word. Disembowel. Disentangle. Disentangle. (laughs) Sure. Unwind with your therapist. So you get a a good (laughs) sense of like, okay, what is this really about? Because I'm going to tell you, businesses are really hard to start. Bakery life is nearly impossible to pull off. Um, my husband comes from some donut people who everyone in the next generation quit because it's ridiculous life. Yeah. And so next maybe time you, you have a done do for donut, just know that that was almost. A, yeah, Adam there's a lot. Of, and just, I, I have a I'm friend just specializing here. donut people right now. Hold on <laughs> yeah, totally. well, I have a friend here who owns a bakery and she gets up at 2 a.m. every day. Yeah. She goes to bed at 4 p.m. every day. Yeah, that is not normal. No. Anyway, I guess it's normal for some things, but just hard. And and as the owner, it's really hard. Now, maybe there's another version and that he's going to figure this all out. I don't want to discourage him, but the reality is there's going to be a, a toil that you have not experienced yet. That's coming your way. Yeah. And so to be really careful to inoculate the relationship with really honest questions. So you get excited, you start making your pastries, you're testing them out. You're doing all that fun stuff. You are excited and your wife is like going to be hesitant but wants to support you. How do we but get the, to the bottom of that? Yeah. But the, the, the other complication in this is that when he started doing it, she said, well, it's about time you did this, right? Like was very supportive. And it's, yeah. um, I think she's realizing how much work is going to be involved with it. Maybe, maybe more than he is, or she's just now coming around to realizing how much work is, is going to be involved with this. Yeah. yeah. But also yeah. like she was in the beginning, she sounded super stoked. Like, yeah, finally, let's go. Let's do this. I'm behind you 100%. And now just there's this, there's going to be, I sense this feeling from him. He's not saying it overtly, but I sense this feeling from him. Like, well, she was into it, but now she's, now she feels like, now I feel like she's maybe not into it. Like maybe right. the support right. was only superficial. Like the or, rug was pulled out from under him where she was supportive. Yeah. And now she's, now she's kind of turning against the idea. Yeah. And that's kind of yeah. a poo feeling. You don't want to feel that way. No. Right. right. You know? And here's the thing. If you, 
like he's he's actively working on his emotional health with somebody, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome because he's going to need that to do this, right? He's going to need to know his motives, how he operates internally, how to manage his feelings, how to understand his feelings. Um, he needs to, you know, sort of have that work at the same time to really be able to communicate clearly with her on an ongoing basis. This will require many conversations. Long-term committed relationships require many moments of like, all right, let's reevaluate that. And let's have a conversation again about this thing. Hey, are we doing this in a circle? You know, like this is just, that's what's hard about, you know, pairing up and being monogamous the rest of your life (laughs) is that Mm -hmm. you have to keep going and keep working. Now you're adding a big stressor that is your dream, not hers. And her dream is that you do well and be happy. Sure. But that's easy to say. And then to live it while someone is really slogging through starting business that's a, a lot different. So this would be work on your stuff. So like I always say, take your garbage out first as much as you possibly can. And then really work on how do you understand where she's coming from? So she does not feel like you're abandoning her to this thing because you need to be everyone to be proud of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can still do the same amount of work. Cause guess what? You're going to have to, <laughs> if yeah, you're going to pull right. this off. You're going to have to work hard, but can you do it with good communication with your spouse in order to be on the same page as much, much as possible to ask for what you need to make sure she's still not getting neglected and you're feeling connected. Like this is going to be like the second bakery. It's, it's hard to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm making it a little dramatic, but it's because I know exactly where this will go if you don't. <laughs> right. Either you won't make your you will not create the business you want to create because it'll be too discouraging and too hard to do it what would feel like on your own or you have got to do this this sort of heroic effort in both arenas with your relationship and and it will probably be easier than the way I'm making it sound because she probably is really excited and does want to help but you've got to make sure she has a voice here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that will require you dealing with why this is so important to you. That's yeah. uh, that's one of the things I was going to ask is, you know, is, is there a way that that he can ask her, hey, what part of this business would you like to be part of? You know, maybe it yeah. is the part where it's the outward facing working with people or talking to customers mm-hmm. kind of thing, which would give her that that personal interaction that she's been missing for the last yeah. year and, and a half. And some buy-in to the, what the company will right. be. And right. here's the other thing. She may not want any buy-in she and that right. needs to be okay too. But if mm-hmm. that is not clarified, mm-hmm. so I always, um, I have this lovely British client who, whenever I tell him to do stuff, he goes, Oh, that's so American. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because I always say over communicate and the Brits do mm-hmm. not love to over communicate. And it just this, Say it, ask more questions, get more interested. So for example, you're, you're already testing your product on people. You're getting super excited about that. Same concept. You're going to really try to understand your wife and just, Hey, what do you really think about this? Let's talk it through. And this is where that defensiveness going full circle back to when we feel defensive because we're having to overprotect something because we think it's being threatened, we act very differently. And one thing we do is we don't listen well, right? We don't understand well. And so if we can deal with our stuff a little better and go into that conversation really open, like I need to hear everything you're thinking. I want to know what you really want here. And then, 
hey, there's going to be hard days where you might be like, oh, I don't want to do this. How should we handle that? It's like mm-hmm. preempting all the stuff that is going to happen, which is you will both be tired. You will both hate baked goods eventually. You will both <laughs> um, think you want to get divorced at least three or four times during this. Like this stuff is coming. If you think this is just the fun dopamine part of testing out bakery goods, you, you're, it's not going to work. There has to be mm-hmm. some... And it's not to poop on your parade, but it is to get some real honest, it's like realism, a kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. have mm-hmm. a business prenup conversation where you really, really understand where she's at and what she's hoping for. So you, you're going in this decision even, you know, more prepared. For yeah. This, also, this there's a there's an interesting side of this, which is, um, I know we've got one to you only for a couple more minutes because she's got a thing, but I wanted to mention this. Like, shoot my dog up with some kind of drug. I don't yeah. know what it is. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't stop with shoot my dog, and I'm glad it was a pit. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, like Brian and I specifically have almost the exact same uh, life experience in that we both had a moment with our wives where we said, I think I'm going to go full time with this. Mm-hmm. In whatever way we said it, we had a similar point of when we decided that we were going to pursue what we're doing full time. And we both probably have the exact same story about how supportive our wives were and how ready they were to help us do this. And we're going to make it mm-hmm. work. And maybe it's some questions, but but we're going to make this happen. And then if you sat them down today and said, what was your first thought in your head when I said this back then? I'll bet you money. Both of them would say I was completely freaked out, but I wanted to support you. Mm-hmm. They would probably say that. I know Kim would. She'd be like, Brian. I, I, yeah, I Brian. Tina would as well. Yeah. <laughs> So Brian would it do it. Scared the crap out of me, <laughs> but I was ready to support whatever you wanted whatever to you do. Wanted to do. It was fine. She listened to this. Yeah, she's. It's an old. It's an old <laughs> joke. This, because it's the first time Wendy's hearing my yeah. impersonation of Tina. It's, yeah. it's an old joke. It's exactly it what is. she sounds like. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah she sounds not exactly like not that. even an exaggeration. But but anyway, like um, you know, I know that that would be the case. And so when I hear about this, I just think, well, yeah, of course she's got. She will have concerns, misgivings, nervous moments, all this stuff. That's just part of the deal. So even if the facade is full support, they still are going to have these feelings, you know? And And I'm actually concerned that she is, if she's not expressing concerns, right? Like I get the full support, but also not expressing concerns. This isn't, this isn't, if Kim had to be in that office with you every single day and make sure you were getting your work done. You would, this would not be the story, right? This is a bakery. I'm, and I don't know if it's a bakery, but stream another video game. Yeah, exactly. Like if she had to hold your hand or p- plug things in and push buttons, it's different. And yeah. I, yeah. I'm not saying that's what's required of the wife in this story, but it's going to require never seeing him. Mm-hmm. It depends, depends on how they pull this off, obviously. But like, and here her concern is right now she's isolated. Mm-hmm. So you're hearing it. Whereas I don't know if Kim or Tina were just like, well, I'll just keep doing my thing while these guys, these jokers mm-hmm. try to figure this out and I'll save some, I'll cut some coupons. I'm sure both of them were doing that. But. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Maybe if we don't eat on Thursdays, yeah. then yeah. Uh, we can make this thing happen. Yeah. yeah this whole podcasting <laughs> thing can work. Yeah. No. And, and it's a good point, Scott. Like, like do not expect that her to just, um, be happy with everything because she shouldn't be. She should be scared. Yeah. But also, like, let's really talk about it. Like, yeah. find out. I mean, you're both in therapy. Like, this rarely happens. I'm just so excited about this. Like, mm-hmm. go to your therapist and say, help me navigate this. And then come back together and figure out some things 
with some guidance that, you know, not everyone has when they email in. So Mm -hmm. just please do that. Yeah. (laughs) I got a bad uh, dad joke to tell you. What happens when your therapist is mad at you? Oh, I don't know. They're therapist. Send your send your donations in if you're feeling good about the comedy. Uh, play the Marissa, Melissa Myers clip when you yeah. see Oh, yeah, I was supposed those. to do that, darn yeah. it. I forgot yeah. to. Um, all right. Well, Wendy, uh, always a blast and fun. And good luck with the dog. I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll be fine. He'll. Yeah. He will be fine. His yeah. name is Tommy, and we call him Thomas when he's in trouble. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I just want to say something to the emailer. If you start this said business yeah i want whatever you're making <laughs> we want samples that's right and i got hungry just reading that stupid email <laughs> oh yeah we we all appreciate a good baker yeah. so uh, that's right we want to support you but you need to first figure out your your marriage support situation yeah first. and we'd be happy to promote your bakery if you go yeah. for this if you guys do this let us know we'll we'll make a big deal out of it on the show we'd love to do that for yeah. you in your local area yeah. there yeah and if it's bad, uh, right. then we'll also talk about that on the show. Yeah, exactly. If it's bad, if it's terrible, you know. Be careful. If a roach fell out of my... <laughs> I think you know, there was a fingernail in my muffin. What the heck? <laughs> Not going to be quiet on that one. Um, all right, Wendy, have a good one. Um, all our best to the dog, the family, and um, everyone. And uh, we'll all see right. you next week. Bye now. Thank you. Bye. All right, there goes Wendy. Into the, into the mist goes Wendy. There she goes. Back into her deep dark therapeutic place um all right right. let's get to the uh (laughs) let's get to to ending things here although i I do want to make a couple of uh, programming mentions in addition to today's today's live coverville which you heard about earlier Mm one thirty mountain did you say or one oh one p.m mountain one p.m i don't know why i was i always want to say one thirty. i don't know what's up with that i think for a while it was at a on a 30 but i can't remember what 30 it was it's been it's been a while since it's been a different time yeah it was zero dark 30 um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly that's it. the one yes. uh so a reminder uh friday well we're back on the track with the schedule so uh friday we'll have tms pm at 2 p.m in the afternoon that's our new time that's right our new regular time for tms PM. that's right uh big thanks to the instance for moving up in time so i could do this so 2 p.m friday uh the tms pm show will happen live for those who are patrons and of course on that feed if you are not a patron you can easily sign up get that episode plus all our other bonus content throughout the week at patreon.com slash tms the instance will be on tomorrow at 10 a.m uh film sack on sunday this week uh we're, we're one day mm-hmm. late brian's doing a, a a walk with tina a walk an alzheimer's walk uh yeah. for tina's uh so tina's company um is doing uh is doing is part of this sponsored walk for money to raise uh, money for alzheimer's boy really hard for me to describe we're walking for alzheimer's yeah, here doing a walk for a, well, i'm walking here for alzheimer's walking for alzheimer's that's yeah. right it's funny so i go through this whole thing designing these shirts for them uh for her company and the biggest holdup is well let's try it with this part white and this other part black no let's try this part black and this other part white or maybe do this one in purple because the shirts are pink yeah and uh uh, I got the shirt this week when we got back from our trip and it's all, they, they used one color. They printed the whole thing in one color. Oh, so no. it's like, oh, okay, well, that changes things. <laughs> wow. All right. This whole design that we went back and forth on with different versions and it's like, oh, okay, so I guess, uh, hmm, all right. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> this is the life of a yeah. graphic designer, man. This is what we have to deal with. That's right, exactly. Uh, well, anyway, there's that. And then, of course, uh, Saturday... 
<coughs> I'm not doing this all in uh, day order. I don't know why, but uh, there will be dungeons on Saturday at 2 p.m. Guest starring. Uh, we have a one-off guest star with my daughter Carter. She'll be on the show. So oh, if you cool. want to check that out and see what uh, character she's made and how she'll fit into our campaign, and you like D&D, check that out. That's There Will Be Dungeons on Saturday. Lots of other stuff in between. Uh, keep your eye on our Twitters for details. Brian's at Coverville. I'm at Scott Johnson. The show is at Morningstream. And uh, you can find our website at frogpants.com slash TMS. That's going to do it for us today. Let's get a song out of here. What do we got? I've got something going out to Michael Furlong, who also begins his email with hello, scotch and bourbon. That seems to be a regular one lately, scotch and bourbon. Mm. Uh, He says, it was my 36th birthday on September 14th earlier this week and i would be so happy and stoked to have a song played on or around that day happy birthday found... to you there you go <laughs> recently found this one while browsing some covers and it just made me smile it's definitely a silly rendition of a song that i remember hearing constantly in middle school and high school if that song doesn't work anything captain coverville chooses would make me happy cheers to 36 years oh man that's awesome uh, Thanks for all you guys do. You make people's lives better, Better. period. In the Utah, in the clip-clop, I guess that's the clip. Oh, you want to hear, to hear the clip-clop? You want to hear that? I got that. Clip-clop. Uh, wait. No, hold on. Oh, yeah, this is, this is all, you know what? We haven't played this in a while. This is the one where Van uh, chimes in here. I don't, I don't know if oh, I should feel so bad good. about that or good about that or what about that. Oh, thank you. What, that brought me a Crunchwrap Supreme. What? Whoa. What? Looks like half a Crunchwrap Supreme. Well, it might be a breakfast Crunchwrap. I'm not sure. Oh, Thanks, cool. Carter. That was awesome. Nice. All right. Where's my kid bringing me yeah, food? Where, Damn it. Where's Tristan with his handful of food? I have to go get food myself. Oh, Jeez, man. Louise. But I am going to go get a. I am going to get Taco Bell today because I didn't yesterday. Oh, you didn't do it? I was going to ask. Nope. But... Ended up having gazpacho. We we made gazpacho on Monday night, yeah. and uh, we've been eating it for lunch for the last two days, and it's great. And it gets better the longer. Yeah, the longer you let it, it kind soak, of gels right? together. Yeah, I love. I love it. That's like Kim's uh, jambalaya. You let it sit longer. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. All right. Anyway. Uh, all right. My heart will go on. Originally by Celine Dion, of course. The the theme from Titanic, or one of the themes from Titanic, performed here by Dragon Force from their 2019 album Extreme Power Metal, <laughs> which it is. Um, but it's great. It is such a fun rendition of that song. Here are Dragon Force and My Heart Will Go On.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Marconi. Marconi. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.